Well, good evening everyone. Welcome to the webcast once again. Thank you for joining us. It's great. We love watching yes. the comments coming in from Denmark, Spain, Denmark, UK, Canada, and probably many other nations. So thank you for joining us. Welcome. We're glad you're with us. How are you doing, Barry? Not bad for an old guy, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right, thank you. Yes. <laughs> you, you've, yeah. had, you've had some granny time in the last uh, little while, construction time. Yeah, I was helping my, well, first, of, first and foremost, I was visiting my new grandson, Corey Emmanuel, yeah. which was great. Very and exciting. seeing the other boys. And I was helping my son-in-law convert a shed to an office. Um, so we... We did a lot of construction work last week. Well, it wasn't construction. It was more deconstruction. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were taking things to bits and putting them in. We filled up a skip full of rubble and rubbish and stuff. So uh, he, he gets the, the fun bit of the construction. <laughs> and I was yeah. just doing the, 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 you know, give me a hammer and I can knock things down. But give me something to make yeah. something look good. It's a bit more of a challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. We are... Uh... Our daughter and her husband and the kids just bought a brand new, not brand new, a new house to them this week. And so mm. they're doing a couple, two, three months of renovation. So Anne and I were there doing the same thing with a big bin yesterday. So you were doing it last week. Yeah. And the problem is with, with me, you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. And the uh, the bins, I don't know how big the bins are in, in the UK, but in, in Canada, I mean, it was probably seven six, seven feet high, well, seven feet uh, high, because I could hardly reach it. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I'm trying to throw things in. I feel like a little kid trying to, to uh, you know, put things on the kitchen counter or something. <laughs> well, but it was, we, we survived. Yeah, we, we had um, a big, it was only about five foot high, I guess, but the front came down, so we could walk into it. Oh. And oh, it, I'll tell you what, Barry, it's the, it's the best pack skip. You know, we laid, we, we had so much stuff, we had to pack it to make sure there was no yeah. spaces. So everything was laid slabs, were laid flat. The tiles were all built in piles. The bricks were all in piles. And then we just tipped the rubble on yeah. top. So, hey, it's all good fun. It's what we do to help our kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we just need to say a little bit about the next um, couple of weeks. Do you want to do that, Barry? Sure. Sure. Everything. Well, next week is, is as usual. The, the Two amigos will be here in in living, you know, color. But um, the, the week after, I'm going to be heading to Finland, and I'll be doing uh, a conference there with Pekka, my dear friend, and a growing, I think, growing in sonship event as well. So if anybody's in the Europe area that can make it to those, uh, you know, feel free. I'd love to see you guys. And then uh, the second week that I'm in Finland, which is the 25th, I believe, uh, Mark will be in Uganda. So I'm going to Uganda for, for 10 days at the end of May. Um, that's it. You got it. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, next week as normal. Um, yeah. Actually, next week is the 11th, isn't it? So that's the two of us. Then you're in Finland. Then we're both away. Yeah. And then the 1st of June, we're, we're back together again. So yeah. two weeks of webcasts and then a break on the third week. I think that's yeah. what we're saying, and isn't it, we'll, Barry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's saying a lot of things to say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm now sure there's a simpler you, way you of saying were, it. Yes, and you were broadcasting a couple of days ago. Where were you broadcasting? So a couple of days ago at the weekend, I was broadcasting into Switzerland. 
had a, we got a little group of people there, had a Zoom meeting. I tried spectacularly to, well, I failed, but I tried to broadcast the live Zoom to Facebook. <laughs> I tested it and tested it and tested it and it worked. And I went live on Sunday night and it didn't work. Um, I mean, the Zoom meeting was fine, but it didn't go to Facebook. And I tested it on Monday and it worked fine. So I had no idea what was going on. But the point of this yeah. is um, at the end of June, Trevor and I, Trevor, Linda and I are leading a father heart encounter in Switzerland. And at the moment, it's looking like being a very, very international week. We've got people from obviously Switzerland, uh, people from France, people from the UK. There's people from Lebanon, people from Finland and maybe even one from the Philippines. So we've got a, a great group of people and we've still got space. So if you would like to join us in Switzerland, it's in the mountains near Geneva. It's a beautiful site. Um, you're very welcome. So it's the 19th of June to the 25th of June. And there's a website, fatherheart.ch, fatherheart.ch. It will be taught in English and translated into French. Um, but, you know, hey, come and join us if you want to. It'll be a great week. Um, so, yeah, that's at the end of, um, end of June. So I think that's, that's all awesome. the notices, eh? Yeah, I think that's it. And you're going to be uh, bringing, bringing home the bacon today, <laughs> as they say. As they say. I, I don't know if they, I don't know if they, do they say that in England at all? Um, not one I've heard, actually, Barry, I have to say. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think we get your meaning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so would you like to pray pray before we start and then I'll get going with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Father, we thank you that you love us and we're your kids. And thank you that you need each and every one of our love needs. And at every moment of every day, you would know what we need before we even ask. And you are a father who comforts us and a father who nurtures nurtures mm. us and cares mm. for us in so many ways. And tonight, I just pray a blessing on Mark as he shares. I pray, Father, for just the, um, yeah, I just see this picture of, of, of flower uh, petals opening up to, to the warmth of the sun. And I just pray that our hearts would be that way mm. and that our hearts would be open to um yeah just what you want to do tonight and just to be able to it's i just feel that father i thank you that you never tire of telling us how much you love us yeah and i i pray that we would never tire of hearing it i just pray that yeah. your mercies would be new every morning and that father that you would just continue to restore a sense of mm -hmm. awe and wonder about your great love and how we are the the object of your your eternal affection. So open our hearts tonight. Yeah. Bless Mark and uh, yeah, thanks Papa in advance for everything you're gonna do. Yeah. Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thanks, Barry. I'll see you in a few minutes, eh? Well, so yeah, this evening I'm going to talk about um, the Father's nurture. We we often talk about um, comfort on the webcast, and you know, as you know, I believe that's a hugely important um, area I don't like to call it a topic because that sounds like it's a bit too intellectual it's comfort is something we need to receive um, but I just felt over the last few days I wanted to talk about this topic of nurture um, again it's not something we, we talk about very often um, but I think it's it's just so important that the father wants to nurture us 
And maybe another word we could use, maybe we, we would understand it a bit more, is, is the word nourish. You know, because we know what that means. Um, and I believe the Father wants to nourish us so that we go away fed and that internally our heart is, is fed with his love and with his goodness. Because that's, you know, when you're nurtured and when you're nourished, that's a very, very secure place to be. And I believe the Father wants to bring us into that secure place. And, you know, even as I'm talking, um, you know, Barry and I are just going to have a bit of time at the end when we, when we, when we pray for one another. Um, but I believe even as I'm talking, the Father wants to nurture our hearts today. And I just want to encourage you to be open to receive whatever he wants to do in your heart as this, as this, this session goes on. Um, you know, our fathers and mothers, they, they love us differently. You know, there's a different expression of love um, that we receive from a father and a mother. And together, it's, it's kind of like together they, they represent a more complete um, expression of love. You know, we need a father's love. We need a mother's love. And when that comes together in, in, in a family, we, we, we receive um, that, 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 that fuller expression of love. And, you know, in, in, in a natural family, um, a father's love and a mother's love should complement each other. Sadly, what happens is um, in broken families, in, in this broken world that we live, you know, what happens is, is our parents, rather than complementing each other, they compete against each other. And as a result, we as children growing up, we don't receive the full expression of love that we need to, to receive. But, you know, God wants to reveal his whole nature. He wants to reveal his whole personality. He wants us to experience the full expression of love because he is love. And sadly, that is that love um, has often been misrepresented and we've 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 you know i suppose I, I you know we've said this many times our parents themselves they're broken they didn't receive the love they needed and so you know the the perfect love that we're meant to receive in 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 families in in our home environment is is not what it should have been and so much of of god's love has also been misrepresented because it's broken people trying to represent what god's love looks like and you know, sadly, we've not seen that full picture or we've not experienced his, the fullness of who God is. And I believe God is restoring that to his church. He's restoring that to us because he wants us to be loved with the full and total, complete expression of everything that love is. You know, it's often said, and I think Denise Jordan says this, that a, a father's love teaches us how to live in the world and a mother's love teaches us how to live in the home and we need both of those expressions of love we need to know how to live in the world and we need to know how to live in a home family environment and those are two different expressions of love our, our earthly fathers and our earthly mothers but all of this 
all of these expressions of love are just the reflection of a little bit of what God is like. See, God's, God's original plan, and we read it in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. You know, God's original plan, which has never changed, his original plan is still his plan today. You know, and God said in, in Genesis 1, 26, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Yeah, and that's such an important um, statement. You know, in, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You see, we are made in his image. And the nature and the image and the personality of God contains everything that is both masculine and feminine. And he took... He took those those qualities and he, he, he invested them in each one of us in different proportions, in different ways. But he took the masculine and feminine that is part of his nature and he put it into the nature of mankind. See, and, he, you know, sometimes we kind of forget because we call God Father, we kind of forget that all of the feminine expressions of love are also part of his nature, part of his character, part of his personality. See, everything, every expression of a father's love and every expression of a mother's love is part of the expression of our heavenly father's love. And what he wants to do is he wants to reveal his complete nature and his complete personality to us. He wants us to experience you know, his masculine love, but he also wants us to experience his feminine love. He is the perfect and complete representation of everything that we call fatherly love and everything that we call motherly love. They're all contained in him. And when God created mankind, he took those qualities and he put them in us. You see, he, when he, in creating man, he mainly, though not exclusively, you know, we must never think this is an exclusive divide or separation. It's much more complex than that because each one of us is a little representation each one of us is is made in the image of God and each one of us has a different um, mixture if you like of masculine and feminine love so you know me as as a man you know I've got maybe the more fatherly masculine expressions of love but I've also got the feminine expressions of love and there's nothing wrong with that you know, you ladies, you've got the feminine expression of love, but many of you have got those masculine qualities of love as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're just, each one of us is unique and made in his image. And there's this infinite blend, if you like, that is building up the picture of what God the Father is like.
You see, he took the fatherly love, he took the masculine, he took the motherly love, he took the feminine, that was part, that is part of his nature, and he's put it into each one of us in a completely unique blend and variety. And what, you know, I think one of the things we, we, we've done poorly is we've, we've not accepted the, the, um, the blend of uh, the image of God, if you like, that is in each of us. And we kind of judge because people are not like we are or they're different to us. And, and, and yet each one of us is a reflection of our Heavenly Father with this blend of his personality put in us. And I believe what God is doing is he, has, he is restoring what has been lost. Because historically and traditionally, the church has majored on the more masculine and fatherly expression of love and has therefore missed out on the motherly and feminine qualities of love. That's why we don't talk about comfort. <laughs> because comfort is one of the, the strong feminine attributes. And, you know, we just don't talk about it. Because we've majored on the masculine side of God's love. And God's, you know, those masculine qualities are, are vital and important. But we also need to major just as much on the feminine side the motherly attributes of God's love because they are just as much a part of him as the the masculine ones because God is spirit you know it, this this goes this is not a gender issue this is a spirit issue um, that is recognizing that God is total and complete and we are just a little reflection in part of his glory and his uh, amazement so we've 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 missed out on things like comfort. We've missed out on things like nurture. We've missed out on kindness, on tenderness, on gentleness, on compassion. And these are all part of God's heart. They're all part of the nature of our Father. There may be the more feminine side, which gathers and loves and feeds and nourishes. And we've missed out on that because... We've been focusing on, on his more masculine qualities. You see, when we, when we do this, I, I, was, I was reading a book um, yesterday, um, a book by a guy called Thomas Smale, which was written in the 1970s, and it's called The Forgotten Father. It's a, it's a brilliant book. Um, he was really prophetic about seeing this revelation of the Father way back then, 50, 50 years ago or so. But you know, one of the things he said was, if we... If we ignore the feminine, motherly qualities of God, we will seek for those, we will seek for that expression elsewhere. And the thing he said we do by, by default is we, we, we turn Jesus into being a very meek and mild, kind, almost motherly person. <laughs> because we're trying to seek for that, that, that expression of love. And he said, you know, we, 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 we do the Trinity and we do ourselves a disservice when we ignore the feminine qualities of the Father, the motherly qualities. And I believe God is restoring the complete 
image, his complete image to his church, his restoring the masculine and the feminine, not to compete, but to work together in a beautiful unity, because that can only be good for us. It can only be good for this lost, broken world that is in desperate need of love. You know, and I believe it kind of starts with us. You know, we, we, we often talk about becoming a loving people, you know, to go and love the world and to take the love of Jesus to the world and to take the Father's love to the world. And, you know, we talk about um, us becoming a loving church, but we cannot be, we cannot be a loving people until we have first become a loved people. See, we can only love because he first loved us. We can only love because we've received his love into our hearts first. And so the only way for us to become a loving people is to become a loved people. And I believe that's what God is restoring to us in these days. And it's exciting. You see, when you look at society at large, it's a very masculine society. You know, church, society, family have become very masculine and therefore very vision-led, very activity-based, very managerial, very control and goal-oriented, very decisive, very driven. Now, those qualities are good, but they need to be balanced by the softer tenderness, gentleness and kindness. And that's what we've missed out. And, you know... I really believe that the whole feminist movement is actually seeking to masculine, masculinize the feminine. It's trying to take the feminine and make it masculine. And it's, you know, that's not the true feminine. The true feminine is, is gentle, it's comfort, it's nourishment, it's nurture, it's kindness, it's gentleness. And we've, we've, you know, that is, we've let that seep in, if you like, into the church. And actually what we need to do is we need to look at the whole expression, the complete expression of what our Father is like. And we need to see the balance restored. It needs to be balanced. We need to see the balance restored of the masculine and the feminine, the fatherly and the motherly. And so what I want to do today is really just look at some of the ways in which a mother, you know, how a, how a mother loves us, how a mother loves us. You know, if I were, if I were doing a live um, school or encounter or a live session, I would, I would play a little video um, by a comedian called Michael Jr. And you may want to look at it on YouTube later. It's, if you Google uh, Michael Jr. birth of daughter, uh, You'll see him in, uh, in, in the room just after his little daughter's been born. And you will see the response of this little baby, newborn baby, totally brand new, you know. You will see this little baby's response when he starts talking to her and when he starts telling her that he loves her. And the whole baby's face and demeanor changes. And, and it's like she's so totally focused on this gentle, calm voice, you know, and he, he is a father, he's a man 
but he's pouring this feminine expression of love into his baby daughter. I'd really encourage you to have a look at it. Michael Jr., you know, birth of daughter, and it will come up on YouTube. Um, you see, one of the things a mother does or is, is meant to do, and sadly so many mothers have broken themselves, they, they can't do this for us. And you know, many of us will understand that this is an area where we've really lost out. But what a mother is meant to do for us is to give us a sense of security and belonging. A mother teaches us how to receive and contain love. You know, a, a mother's love puts a container inside a child's heart that enables that child to receive and hold on to love. You know, she does that, you know, mum does that through her, her voice and through her touch and through her eyes. You know, we all know that look, don't you? know, when a mother's looking at a baby, it's the cutest thing in the world. You know, it's, it's just pouring that love into that little baby. You know, I did that the other day with my, my new grandson. I picked him up, I held him in my hands, and I just looked him in his little eyes, and I just poured my love into his heart. You see, a mother's love builds that container. Now, sadly, if our mothers haven't been... If, if our mothers haven't, are, haven't been whole or, or, or haven't received that themselves, you know, they can't do that f to us fully. And many of us understand that. Many of us, we know the, the lack in our own lives. We know the inability that we have of being able to contain love. You see, when that container of love is built inside of us, it's, it, it deals with the sense of um, abandonment that many of us feel. See, an orphan feels abandoned. And an orphan heart is, is an empty heart. It's, it's not got that container. Or if it's got a container, it's like a colander that leaks. <laughs> it's got holes in it. And, you know, a, an orphan feels that sense of abandonment. Whereas if we've really been loved well we know we've got that container inside of us that enables us to receive and hang on to love and that's what the father wants to do he wants to put that container in our hearts that enables us to not only receive love but to hang on to love in Isaiah 49, verse 15, Isaiah writes prophetically from the heart of the father. He says, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she's born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. You know, I, I, think, it must be, I think it must be nearly impossible for a mother to forget her babies. You know, even if she's had to put those babies out for adoption or fostering or something, I believe she still remembers. And I believe she hangs on to that. And it's like, you know, no, no, a mother can't forget. But God says, even if she does, I won't forget you. You know, and I believe the Father wants to say that to, to many people watching this t today or, or watching it later, that it's... 
Yeah, he does not forget you. He knows you. He holds you in the palm of his hands and he wants to soak you. He wants to pour his love into your heart. See, a mother, and it's the same for the, for, for the church, a mother is a place of connectedness. And, you know, abandonment is probably the deepest pain a human being can experience. And it, it takes a supernatural and divine healing to restore what's been lost. And I believe that that is possible. I know it's possible. I know that the Father can do it. That if, you're, if you experience that sense of abandonment, if you experience that sense of um, not being able to trust, the Father can... You know, if you know that the, the container in your heart is leaking love as fast as it's poured in, I, I want to say to you that the Father can restore that. And he can plug the holes in, in, in that container. And he can put within you a, con a container that can receive and can retain love. And I believe he wants to do that for, for many of us today. You know, you know if you've got that lack or that loss in your heart. And the Father wants to restore and redeem what has been stolen from you. You know, if you've if we've been abandoned or rejected by our mothers, then our ability to trust is often hugely diminished, if not non-existent. And Psalm 22 verse 9 says, At my mother's breast did I learn to hope and to trust. You see, when a mother holds us in that embrace, that, that place, that with a child, a baby is totally dependent I was looking at my little grandson, Corey, and you know, looking at my daughter, feed him. He is totally, totally dependent on her for everything. You know, he gets cuddles from his dad and his grandpa and his grandma and, and the other brothers, but he's totally dependent. You know, he totally trusts my daughter to give him everything he needs. And, you know, that's, that's an expression of love that I believe the Father wants us to receive from him is that we learn to totally trust him. We learn to be totally dependent on him. We learn to allow that container to be healed and restored so that we can hang on to the love. And the sense of abandonment we no longer need to feel. God says, I no longer leave you as orphans. I have come to you. See, that orphan heart can be dealt with by us simply receiving more and more of his love. And instead of a sense of abandonment, we feel a sense of belonging. And I just want you to reach out, even in this moment, just reach out and say, Father, I need to know that sense of belonging. I need to really know. And just cry out to him now to deal with the abandonment in your heart. Because I really believe he wants to do that. A mother... Another expression of a mother's love, and again, this is another expression of the father's love for us, is, is a mother loves to nourish and feed and, and nurse. You know, they, 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 a mother takes something that is not doing so well and wants to see it do better through care and love and, and attention. And, you know, the feminine, whether it's expressed through a man or whether it's expressed through a woman, 
the, the, the feminine nature has a heart and a desire to nurture and nourish. It's what causes us to grow. And that's, that's what the Father wants to do. He wants to nurture and nourish us and cause us to grow. He wants us to be strengthened within. You know, the, the enemy has really sought to destroy this and, and take away this nurturing that we receive love to cause us to grow and nurture and be nourished. You see, the enemy wants to rob us of that so that we end up in a life of striving and independence that says, I will do it for myself. And that's, that's the way so many of us live. You know, I will do this. I will look after myself. I will provide for myself. And you know, we know that when we do that, we don't feel nurtured. We don't feel nourished. All we do is feel worn out because we're striving and, and pushing, you know, driving ahead. And what the Father wants to do is, He wants to take that pressure off. He wants to nurture us. He wants to nourish us. He wants, the, he wants to be the source of all our energy. You know, it's not that we don't, you know, of course we will work hard and, you know, sometimes there will be intense periods where we work hard, but deep down we know we have the assurance that he is the source of our life, that he's nourishing us with his love, he's nurturing us. You see, if we, if we, if we ignore the feminine side of God the Father, we, we cut out and we destroy his ability to nurture us. We just don't receive it. But when we recognize those feminine qualities in the Father, we're able to be nurtured and nourished. One of the names that God uses for himself in the Old Testament is El Shaddai. And that means, that's often translated God Almighty. But it also means the all-sufficient one. You know, that basically means God's enough. He is the one who mightily nourishes. He mightily protects. He mightily provides. He mightily blesses his people. See, King David found this in Psalm 131. He says, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with matters, with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quieted myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. O oh Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and forevermore. You see, David found out that God was the all-sufficient one. Even as a king, God was the all-sufficient one. You know, some versions say, like a weaned child at its mother's breast, so is my soul within me. And I believe there's an intimate place for each one of us at the Father's side, in the Father's bosom, held in that embrace where we're nurtured and strengthened by his love. See, he is, for you and me, he is the all-sufficient one. And when we really, really have a revelation of that and an understanding of that in our hearts, we, we can come to that place of being still. You know, Psalm 60, 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. And I think a lot of us have, we find that a challenge because we can't be still because we can't trust. 
and we can't be at that place of rest because we always we feel there's always something more that we have to do and God says no 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 our father says to us today he says to you and he says to me he says, I'm enough I am the all sufficient one I am all you need and therefore you can be still you can be at rest and we many of us Many of us have not had mothers who've been whole enough in themselves to nurture us. You know, they've been damaged, their own femininity has been violated. And so they've not been able to show us that expression of love that the Father wanted us to receive. You know, and that has that has great um that's great that, that that has great implications for us as individuals and us as a church because it's 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 caused us to be stunted in our growth and what the father wants to do is say to each one of us i am enough let me nurture you let me nourish you another expression of the feminine the motherly love is comfort and we've talked about that a, a, a lot on, on on the webcast in the past, and there's a, there's, Barry and I have both got other you know full length talks on on comfort. But see, comfort is an expression of love that goes to the core of our deep pain. It brings relief from pain, distress, or affliction. It satisfies and strengthens within. It provides a sense of well-being and quiet enjoyment. And whenever we are emotionally empty, we need to be comforted. Whenever we're in shock, we need to be comforted. Whenever we feel alone or abandoned or in pain or sick or bereaved or wounded or rejected, we need to experience more comfort than the pain or the wound that we've experienced. You know, every trauma that we've experienced, whether it's big or small, is actually big. <laughs> Because it needs to be met with a great level of comfort to bring healing and wholeness. You know, if we don't receive more comfort than the pain we've experienced, we will be left in pain or left in discomfort. And what the Father wants to do is he wants to comfort us. You know, and, and those of you who know me, it's something I'm passionate about. I really believe that, you know, we, we ignore comfort at our peril. <laughs> And the wonderful thing is our Father, our Heavenly Father, is a comforting Father. See, and if we only see Him, if we only see the masculine expression of love, we will miss out on His comfort. And I really believe that's what's happened. I, I, you know, I'm, I, as I travel around, as I go to churches, I go to different places, I ask people how, how often they've heard someone talk about comfort. And it's, it's very, very rare. It, it's, it's a topic that's mentioned so much in the Bible, but yet we don't, we don't talk about it. We don't allow ourselves to receive it. And yet the Father, he is the Father of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles, Paul says. And so, we do him a disservice and we also do ourselves a disservice if we ignore the motherly, the feminine expressions of love that are just as much a part of his nature 
of the masculine and fatherly expressions of love. It's all contained. It's all part of who he is. And comfort is something that we desperately need to receive. You know, it's, it's, if we begin to see God as both masculine and feminine, male and female, it's, it's all come from him. He is the origin and source of all of that. The moment we begin to recognize that, then we can begin to see that he really is the God and Father of all comfort. And he wants us to receive that. Another expression of uh, a motherly love is, is welcome. A mother's love, the feminine, it's a place of welcome. It's a place of acceptance. And, you know, if, if a mother is whole enough, you know, she, her heart will leap when you come. I mean, I love the way Fiona is excited when our kids come to visit. You know, she'll make their favorite meal. She'll get their bedroom ready. She'll, you know, it's a, it, she just wants to have that place of welcome. And I do too, you know. I'm out there, you know, when I see their car coming down the road, I'm, I'm out there to welcome them. Fiona's the same, we, because we want to welcome our children into our home. We want to welcome other people into our home. And it's, 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 it's that feminine expression of love to welcome and make people feel at home. And again, if we only see God as, as masculine, as fatherly, we miss out on this sense of welcome and I really believe that the church should be a place where people can feel welcome I really believe the church should be a place where people can come with all of their pain they can come with all of their poverty of spirit they can come with all of their problems they can come feeling beat up and rejected and abandoned and alone they can come from the pigsty and they can feel welcome. And I really believe that we've missed out on that. And it's something the Father wants to restore to us. In Psalm 23 it says, I prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. See, that's what, that's what a mother loves to do. A mother loves to gather her children and feed them and nourish them. And it's what the Father wants to do for us. See, there's, there's probably it's true to say there's a hole inside each of us because none of us have received the love we needed. None of us have received the the nurture and the nourishment that we needed. Yeah, our parents just couldn't give it to us, but yet God the Father can, and He doesn't want us to look elsewhere. He doesn't want us to look at counterfeits. He wants us to run to Him. And to receive the full expression of love, whether it's masculine or feminine, male or female. He wants us to receive that full expression of love. And he wants to restore it to us so that we don't have any need to look elsewhere. So that in him we are made complete. And I really believe that's the Father's heart for us, is that we are complete in him. That he makes us complete. That as we come to him, he wants to nurture us. He wants to feed us. He wants to give us a sense of belonging rather than being abandoned. He wants to melt the tough exterior. And he wants us to bring us to a place where we are comforted. Where we know we belong. See, he wants to reveal his compassionate heart 
for you and me. He's not angry, he's not distant, he's not a judge. But he is merciful. And as we journey on, as we find the Father, as we have this encounter with the Father, the deeper we go into it, what we will, what we will find, what we will discover is more of the masculine fatherly love and also more of the feminine motherly love. Because every expression of love comes from the heart of the Father. You know, he, has, he is the full expression, the total expression of masculine love and feminine love. And he's given a little bit of that nature to each one of us. We need a father's love. We need a mother's love. We need to experience the fatherly love from our Heavenly Father. We need to experience the motherly love from our Heavenly Father. We need our heart to be made whole. Sadly, sadly, many people have suffered abuse. Many people have not been comforted. They've not been nurtured. They've not been dealt with gently. You know, we've not experienced compassion. Sadly, many of us have only really ever seen one side of God's nature. And we've missed out on so much. But he is restoring his whole, his full nature to the church. He is restoring his full nature to you and me. And he wants us to receive all of that. He wants us to receive the masculine, the fatherly. But he also wants us to receive the feminine and the motherly. I'm going to bring Barry back and then the two of us, are just, we're just going to take a few moments just to pray. And just want to encourage you to um, open your hearts to receive this expression of love, this nurturing mm. love, this nourishing love, this, this love that builds up and strengthens, this love that, this love that makes us feel we belong, that we're whole, that we can trust. Do you want to add anything, my friend? I have nothing to add to that, my brother. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you. you for doing that. Are you up for praying for folk? <laughs> oh. Let's yes. do that. Yeah. yeah. So, just put some music. Just, just relax wherever you are. Mm. If you know you've felt abandoned, just bring that to the Father. Say, Father, I don't want to feel that anymore. I, I want to feel I belong in your heart. I want to feel I've got a place in the bosom of the Father. So Father, we just come to you. Thank you, Father, for your love for us. Thank you that you are the complete expression of love. Mm. Thank you that you're loving us now. Yes, Lord. Thank you that you've always loved us. Father, you not only love us as a father, but you love us as a mother every expression of love comes from you that you are the all sufficient one you are all we need <laughs> Father would you come to us today 
just as we are. Father, would you come to us and would you nurture us? Would you nourish us? Father, for those of us who specifically feel that sense of abandonment from time to time, Father, would you pour your nurturing love into our hearts that enables us to trust, enables us to believe that all is well, enables us to know that you are all we need. Father, bring us to that place of childlike dependence and reliance on you that simply says, trust you. That like the psalmist we can say, at your side I have learned to hope and to trust. As we, as we rest in your bosom, Father, we can learn to trust. And in that place of trust we, we can feel that deep sense of acceptance. I particularly pray, Father, that the the orphan heart that makes us feel abandoned. That, Father, you would just wash that away. That you would heal and you would restore. And instead of abandonment, you would just plant a seed of acceptance in our hearts. That we know we are accepted, that we know we belong. And even if, even if our parents have abandoned us, even if our parents have rejected us, even if... Even if things have been really difficult there, Father, we know with you we are accepted. Yeah. We belong. Yeah. Father, help us to be content in your arms tonight. Yeah. That we know that you welcome us home. Father, would you just create that container inside our hearts that is, is able to receive and hang on to love? we wouldn't leak and we wouldn't let it run out of the holes but you would plug the holes and you would heal and restore and strengthen us Father that everything that is masculine everything that is feminine is it's just an expression of your heart and we want to experience that whole expression in all of its fullness Father thank you Father Father, we thank you that a bruised reed you will not break, yeah. and a smoldering wick you will not put out. Yeah. And Father, anybody who is, if we have experienced the harshness from a parental love, from a, a father or mother, I, I, I just pray, Father, that we would be able to experience your gentleness tonight, your nurturing, caring love, Father, that that you lay your life down for us. Yeah. You protect us. You encourage us. You nurse us to life. And Father, we all want to go deeper into this everlasting relationship with you where we experience the maternal love, Amen. your gentleness, your kindness, your protection, and your compassion. So, Father, we just come to you as little boys, little girls, again, Father. We just need to hear that you love us. We need to rest in your love. And, Father, any fear of abandonment, fear of being judged, 
fear of being misunderstood, Father. I just pray that your perfect love would just cast out all of our fear, even in this very moment. Just help us to focus on receiving your love, drinking in your love, Father. Wow. stuff, Mitty. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I want to just kind of curl up and just go for a nap. (laughs) (laughs) 
feel free. <laughs> I feel like we've touched something today. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you to go on receiving. You know, you might just want to find a quiet place in your own home or go out for a walk sometime. Just, just let the Father carry on doing what he's begun to do. You know, on these, these sessions we can only just touch something. But God is faithful. You know, and if God touches yeah. something and God begins to do something, He will He will bring it to completion. You know, He will yeah. He will lead you on that journey. And so, just take time, I believe, to to receive more. You know, I believe the Father wants to do a deep work in our hearts. Yeah. So let's trust Him that He is good. Eh? Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week. Next week, it is the two of us, same time, same place, and uh, we look forward to seeing you then. So, yeah. See everybody. Bye.